So, we are discussing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 2, Text, oh, Chapter 12, Text 20. Birth of Emperor Parikshit. Eshadata Sharanyascha Yathahi Oshi Narashibi Yashovit Nita Swanam Doshyantir Yanvanam Eshadata Sharanyascha Yathahi Oshi Narashibi Yashovit Nita Swanam Doshyantir Yajvanam Eshadata Sharanyascha Yathahi Oshi Narashibi Yashovit Nita Swanam Doshyantir Yajvanam Word to word meaning, Esha, this child, Data, donor in charity, Sharanya, protector of the surrendered, Cha, and Yatha, as he, certainly, Oshinara, the country named Ushinara. Shibi, Shibi, Yashaha, Fame, Vitanita, Disseminator, Swanam, of the Kinsmen, Doshyanti Iva, like Bharat, the son of Dushyanta, Yajvanam, of those who have performed many sacrifices. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada ki This child will be a munificent donor of charity and protector of the surrendered, like the famous King Shibi of the Ushinara country. And he will expand the name and fame of his family, like Bharat, the son of Maharaj Dushyant. <coughs> so you must read the chapter is entitled Birth of Emperor Parikshit. So Parikshit Maharaj has taken birth, and Yudhishthira Maharaj and all the Pandavas they had performed his wonderful ceremony. They invited Lord of Brahmans, and Yudhishthira Maharaj he asked the Brahmans in text eighteen. Will he become as saintly a king, as pious in his very name, and as famous and glorified in his achievements as others who appeared in this great royal family? So the Brahmins are telling him what this Maharaj Parikshit will do. Purport. A king becomes famous by his act of charity, 
परफॉर्मेंसेस ऑफ यज्ञास प्रोटेक्शन ऑफ द सरेंडर्ड एटसेट्रा एक्षत्रिय किंग इज प्राउड टू हैव प्राउड टू गिव प्रोटेक्शन टू द सरेंडर्ड सोल्स दिस एटीट्यूड ऑफ अ किंग इज कॉल्ड ईश्वर भाव और फैक्चुअल पावर टू गिव प्रोटेक्शन इन अ राइटियस कॉज इन द भगवद गीता द लॉर्ड इंस्ट्रक्ट्स लिविंग बींग्स टू सरेंडर अन टू हिम एंड ही प्रामिसेस ऑल प्रोटेक्शन द लॉर्ड इज ऑल पावरफुल एंड ट्रू टू हिज वर्ल्ड एंड देफोर ही नेवर फेल्स टू गिव प्रोटेक्शन टू हिज डिफरेंट डिवोटीज the king being the representative of the lord must possess the attitude of giving protection to the surrendered souls at all risk maharaj shivi the king of ushinara was an intimate friend of maharaj yayati who was able to reach the heavenly planets along with maharaj shivi maharaj shivi was aware of the heavenly planet where he was to be transferred after his death and the description of this heavenly planet is given in mahabharat आदि पर्व 96 चैप्टर 6 थ्रू 9 श्लोक महाराज शिबी वॉज सो चैरिटेबली डिस्पोज दैट ही वॉन्टेड टू गिव ओवर हिज एक्वायर्ड पोजिशन इन दैवनली किंगडम टू यति बट ही डिड नॉट एक्सेप्ट इट यति वेंट टू दैवनली प्लैनेट अलॉन्ग विद ग्रेट ऋषिज लाइक अष्टक एंड अदर्स ऑन इंक्वायरी फ्रॉम द ऋषिज यति गेव एन अकाउंट ऑफ शिबीज पायस एक्ट when all of them were on the path to heaven he has become a member of the assembly of yamaraj who has become his worshipful deity as confirmed in the bhagavad gita the worshipper of the demigods goes to the planets of the demigods yanti devavrata devan so maharaj shibi has become an associate of the great vaishnava authority yamaraj on that particular planet while he was on the earth he became very famous as a protector of the surrendered souls and a donor of charities the king of heaven means indra once took the shape of a pigeon hunter hunter bird eagle and agni the fire god took the shape of a pigeon the pigeon while being chased by the eagle took shelter on the lap of maharaj shibi and the hunter eagle wanted the pigeon back from the king the king wanted to give it some other meat to eat and requested the bird not to kill the pigeon the hunter bird refused to accept the king's offer but it was settled later on that the eagle would accept flesh from the body of the king of pigeons equivalent weight the king began to cut cut flesh from his body to weigh in balance equivalent to the weight of the pigeon but the mystic pigeon always remained heavier the king then put himself on the balance to equate with the pigeon and the demigods were pleased with him the king of heaven and the fire god disclosed their identity and the king was blessed by them devarshi narad thus also glorified maharaj shibi for his great achievement specifically in charity and protection maharaj shibi sacrificed his own son for the satisfaction of human beings in his kingdom and thus child parikshit was to become a second shibi in charity and protection then the brahmans had <coughs> glorified parikshit maharaj that he will become like dushyant or dushyant bharat bharat the son of maharaj dushyant there are many bharats in history of which bharat the brother of lord ram bharat the son of king rishab and bharat the son of maharaj dushyant are very famous 
and all these Bharats are historically known in the, to the universe. This earth planet is known as Bharat or Bharat Varsha due to King Bharat, the son of Rishabh. But according to some, this land is known as Bharat due to the reign of the son of Dashyant. So far as we are convinced, the Lord's name Bharat Varsha, the land's name Bharat Varsha was established from the reign of Bharat, the son of King Rishabh. Before him, the land was known as Ilavrat Varsh, but just after the coronation of Bharat, the son of Rishabh, this land became famous as Bharat Varsha. But despite all this, Bharat, the son of Maharaj Dushyant, was not less important. He is the son of the famous beauty Shakuntala. Maharaj Dushyant fell in love with Shakuntala in the forest, and Bharat was conceived. After that, Maharaj forgot his wife Shakuntala by the curse of Kanva Muni. And the child Bharat was brought up in the forest by his mother. Even in his childhood, he was so powerful that he challenged the lions and elephants in the forest and would fight with them as little children play with cats and dogs. Because of the boys becoming so strong, more than the so-called modern Tarzan, the rishis in the forest called him Sarvadaman, or one who is able to control everyone. One who is able to control everyone. A full description of Maharaj Bharat is given in the Mahabharat Adi Parva. The Pandavas or the Kurus are sometimes addressed as Bharat due to being born in the dynasty of the famous Maharaj Bharat, the son of King Dushyant. So, long pervert. Om Timrandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasme Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Guru Padakamlam Shri Guru Vaishnavansha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitanshta He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastute Tapta Kanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari Vrishbhano Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priya Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhyayvacha Patita Nam Pavne Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Namo Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadha, Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. <coughs> so the Brahmins, in the previous verse, they said, this child will, will be like King Ikshvaku, son of Manu, in maintaining all those who are born. And as for, as for following the Brahminical principles, especially in being true 
to his promise, he shall be exactly like Ram, the personality of Godhead, the son of Maharaj, Dasharat. And now they are saying this child will, will be like King Shibi and Bharat Maharaj, the son of Dushyant. And later on, they will glorify him that this child will be as good as Arjun, the, the greatest warrior, and further on, more qualities. So this was, these are the qualities of Maharaj Parikshit. <coughs> and above all this, he is also known as Vishnu Rad, or one who was protected himself by Krishna in the womb of his mother. So very, very extraordinary child, Maharaj Parikshit. So being such a child and such a great king, and him going to the ashram of Rishi and putting a dead snake around him because he was he was hungry and thirsty and the sage did not welcome him. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it just doesn't. It was all orchestrated by Krishna. And then Maharaj Parikshit getting getting cursed by the Brahman boy that you will die within seven days. So that curse cannot work on Maharaj Parikshit. There's no way. But it was all orchestrated by Krishna so that Srimad Bhagavatam could be spoken and Maharaj Parikshit would become the first recipient, or not first, recipient of Srimad Bhagavatam. And, and Bhagavatam was to be glorified. Just like Arjun was put into illusion so that Bhagavad Gita could be spoken. Arjun is a associate, eternal associate of Krishna. He could not be in that kind of illusion. I will not fight. But Krishna had to speak Bhagavad Gita. So Arjun was made the made the recipient. And here Maharaj Parikshit, uh, wonderful qualities as told, and Prabhupada gave elaborate purport on it. First about Maharaj Shivi, that he will be like donor of charity and protector of the surrendered souls, like Maharaj Shivi. So in the pervert, Prabhupada explains that Maharaj Shivi, of course this story will come later on in Bhagavatam. He was such a great king, such a charitably disposed king. That once he was he was sitting with his ministers, and this pigeon came flying. And the pigeon was being chased by an eagle. An eagle was about to eat that pigeon. And pigeon came flying. And pigeon came and sat on his lap. Eagle said, this is my pigeon. I'm supposed to eat it. So you give the pigeon back. Of course, we can think in Kali Yuga, eagles don't speak like that. And how can we? That's why people sometimes they don't believe in Vedic literatures. They say, "Oh, this is all mythological stories. How can eagles speak like this?" Well, in previous yugas, it could happen. (laughs) Jatayu can speak. Sampati would speak in Ramayana and Hanumanji, and all the monkeys did wonderful service to Lord Ram, and and so many other stories are there. So they could speak. 
that the king would understand and everybody would understand and it would become a part of Srimad Bhagavatam. Shukdev Goswami kept it in Srimad Bhagavatam. So this was such an important narration. So anyway, the eagle said, this is my pigeon, this is my food and you are, you are king, you should not deprive anybody of his food. So give me back the pigeon. Maharaj Shibhi said, he has taken shelter of me. He has sat on my lap. I am supposed to give him protection. So you are not going to get this pigeon. You take another pigeon. I will give you another pigeon. No, no, no. I need this pigeon only. There was a dilemma. Now what to do? <laughs> then it was settled as Prabhupada mentioned. Maharaj Shibi said, I'll give you my flesh from my body equivalent to the weight of the pigeon. You'll be satisfied then? Eagle said, okay, yeah, I'll be satisfied. So, uh, balance was brought, pigeon was kept on one side and Maharaj Shibi cut off his uh, flesh from his thigh first and put it on the other side. And pigeon is a small pigeon, small bird. It's not a huge bird. And he cut off some flesh, thinking, okay, this would be enough. But the pigeon was heavy, heavier. Okay, now this, the scene is getting a little tactical now. What to do? So Maharaj Shibi cut off more flesh. Still, pigeon was heavier. He cut off flesh from both of his thighs, legs, everything was put on the balance. Still, the pigeon was heavier. Um, I mean, people like to watch movies to see all the emotions and drama. There's plenty of emotions and drama in Srimad Bhagavatam and other scriptures. We, we can only imagine what kind of emotions must be going on in that assembly. Pigeon is heavier. Then finally Maharaj Shivi said, okay, he himself sat down on the balance. That he was ready to give up his life to protect the pigeon. He said, I'll become the food for this eagle. Let the pigeon survive. Let the pigeon live because he has taken shelter of me. That's king. That's a real Kshatriya king. And then when he did that, as Prabhupada says, then they both, eagle and the pigeon, they came to their original forms. Eagle was Indra and pigeon was Agnidev. And they, they became very pleased. But imagine, until that moment, what kind of emotions must be going on over there? What kind of thoughts must be going on through everybody's mind, including Maharaj Shivi? And he's saying, I'm trying to protect this pigeon, now I have to die myself to protect this guy, to satisfy this eagle. And king being a king, he could have shot that eagle and killed him. No, you cannot <laughs> eat this pigeon, but he did. And he didn't know this was a testing. This was a test going on. He didn't know. And Maharaj Parikshit, it is said, he would be like Maharaj Shivi. 
and by doing so Maharaj Shivi became famous and he went to the heavenly planets because he was a devotee of Yamaraj and Yamaraj is a Mahajan of course his his service is little tough <laughs> very tough but he is a Mahajan he is a great Vaishnava <coughs> So, so this testing will always be there in the life of devotees. Of course, in the life of everybody, the testings are, tests are there. But the tests, especially orchestrated by Krishna or Krishna's energies, it will be there to test how resolved are we to remain on the path of Dharma. Maharashivi he said, this is king's dharma to protect a person who has taken shelter of me, whether it's a pigeon, I'll just protect him. I'll give up my life to protect him. So the test will always be there. Always. Always. And and the easiest path would be just to get out of it situation somehow. <laughs> that would be the easiest path. But Krishna, he wants to purify us. And, and he gives these tests, more and more severe tests, to his more advanced devotees. Of course, those advanced devotees, they don't need any purification. But this is how Krishna wants to show to the world, my devotee, Never leaves me, never leaves a path of dharma, and I don't leave my devotee either. I'm there to protect him. And he wants to glorify those devotees that way. And at the same time, those who who don't have faith in Krishna, they get screened out. They get filtered out. No, 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 this is not for us. We are not going to follow this path. Many ways, Krishna always tests, just like any devotee we can think of. Prahlad Maharaj, little boy, and son of the who? Biggest demon of the universe. Prahlad Maharaj himself says, oh, Asura Varya. He calls him, your best of the Asuras. (laughs) And how much testing Prahlad Maharaj went through. His own father who had won over the whole universe, who had terrorized the whole universe. All the demigods were afraid of Hiranyakashipu. Every demigod, they were afraid. Hiranyakashipu would raise his eyebrows, it is mentioned in Bhagavatam, and all the demigods would hide behind the trees or whatever. They were so afraid. And little Prahlad Maharaj in front of Hiranyakashipu, he was not afraid. Hiranyakashipu told his soldiers to kill him. And they were putting him in the pot of boiling oil, boiling water, putting him in a room with the deadliest snakes in the ground with the elephants charging on him. Nothing happened to him. But Prahlad Maharaj would always be just chanting the holy names of the Lord with full faith in the Lord. 
He did not, he did not try to protect himself, did not try to save himself. He just sat there. They took him on a, on a big mountain and threw him from the peak of the mountain in the ocean, in the ocean. Suppose that mountain, I'm pretty sure it was pretty tall, but just for our imagination or understanding, suppose that mountain was thousand feet tall. And they threw him. Krishna did not catch him at one feet, ten feet, hundred feet. He let him fall. Eight hundred feet, nine hundred feet, nine hundred ninety-nine feet. He did not come and catch him. Thousand feet, he caught him. <laughs> Can you imagine? If we are through that, then what would happen to us? What would be going through our mind? And Prahlad Maharaj was always just constantly chanting, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, that's it. Krishna protected him. Hiranyakashbu performed tapasya for how many years? 36,000 earthly years, right? 100, 100 celestial years. And Prahlad Maharaj was only 5-year-old boy, 5 or 7 years old. Prahlad Maharaj did not perform any tapasya. All he did was heard Srimad Bhagavatam in the womb of his mother from Narad Muni and he did his devotional service. For seven years, Hiranyakashipu performed tapasya for 36,000 years. And still, Hiranyakashipu could not do anything to Prahlad Maharaj. And Prahlad Maharaj is glorified all over the universe because of his Surrender because of a devotion. So the test will always be there. Always, always, always. And if we stick to the path of devotional service, stick to the chanting of holy names, stick to the path shown by Srila Prabhupada to all of us, Krishna will protect, Krishna will take care. That's for sure. Prabhupada himself went through so many things, so many things. Nowadays, when we go to India, we just take a flight and within 24 hours we are in India. Here also we have devotees, oh, we, either we make our own prasadam or devotees pack prasadam for us and we go and in India when we land, suppose we go to Delhi or Vrindavan, then temples are there, prasadam is there, restaurants are there, govindas are there everywhere. But imagine when Prabhupada left India at the age of 69. Not, not very young. <laughs> he wasn't young. And he was coming by this Jalduta, a ship. And it wasn't a luxury cruise. It was a cargo ship. Nobody was there to make prasadam for him. He was preparing his own prasadam, cooking for himself. Took him 40 days to come to America. He had two heart attacks on the way, seasickness, vomiting, everything. It was tough. 
And here, it wasn't like there were devotees to receive him, garland him, welcome him. Oh, Prabhupada, you have come. There's prashadam for you. There's room for you to stay. Take care of your... Um, you must be tired. Please rest. Nothing. He got down in, uh, got down in New York and then took the bus to Butler, Pennsylvania. Big test. And then he tried to preach over there. Then he moved to New York. Tried to preach. Attempt was made on his life. He ran away in the middle of the night. And then somehow started this movement from 26 Second Avenue. You can't even imagine. And that too, he was 70 years old by then. We are 50 years old, we want to retire in Vrindavan. We want to go to Vrindavan and retire. <laughs> he was 70 years old. He started the movement at that age. How many tests he went through. But he never let his faith go. He always had full faith in Harinam, in the words of his Guru, in Bhagavatam. He just kept going. And that too, he didn't just stay in New York, San Francisco, then Canada, then all over the world, kept on traveling, initiating disciples, establishing temples, farm communities, so many things, writing books, lectures, interviews, training everybody with all the, all the qualities that we need for to be a devotee, to how to run the temple, how to write books, how to Paint pictures, <laughs> make the paintings. He taught everything and established huge temples in India, Vrindavan, Mayapur, Bombay. Still going through so many tests. His health was failing His and so many other problems were there, but he kept going. And then Maharaj Parikshit was compared to Dushyant or Bharat Maharaj also, Dushyant Bharat, the son of Dushyant. And Dushyant was child of, oh I'm sorry, Bharat was child of Dushyant and Shakuntala. And he was such a powerful child that <laughs> Prabhupada compared it to that modern Tarzan, <laughs> modern day Tarzan. <laughs> Um, that in the in the uh, forest he would play with tigers and elephants, and what he would do, he would grab the tails of tiger with one hand and tail of elephant with another hand, and bring them together and tie up the tails, tiger and elephant, and little boy, Bharat Maharaj. He was so powerful, so strong. Means Parikshit Maharaj would be so strong. So these are the these are the some of the qualities of Parikshit Maharaj that are told by the Brahmins that he would such he would be such an exalted king, exalted soul, and and definitely this would give pleasure to the heart of Yudhishthira Maharaj and other Pandavas that this son and he was the only son in the dynasty, everybody else had died. And he was the only one who was gonna uh, carry on with the dynasty. 
and and the kingdom <coughs> and they were they were very pleased hearing all these all these qualities that maharaj parikshit is going to have later on right now he is just a little baby uh, but they were very pleased and parikshit maharaj also he, he did not give up the path when he heard that yes i am going to die within 7 days he accepted he could have cursed that brahman boy back shringi he did not curse him back he did not try to protect himself from the curse he said this is a time to leave now he understood and he left went to the banks of ganges and everybody came over there everybody means Vyasadev, Narad Muni, all the sages, they understood Maharaj Parikshit has come and this is a time that great thing is going to happen, Bhagavatam will be spoken. And sages came from all over the universe. And imagine, Narad Muni is there, Ved Vyasadev is there, but nobody sat on the Vyasasana. <laughs> they knew Shukdev Goswami is coming. And Shukdev Goswami is son of Vyasadev. 16 year old boy and narad muni is guru of vyasadev even they did not sit on vyasadev shukdev goswami is the right person to speak and we want to listen we want to hear shrimad bhagavatam and then shukdev goswami came maharaj parikshit learned bhagavatam from him heard him and then he left his body of course it is also said one who hears bhagavatam he cannot die an untimely death so parikshit maharaj did not die because of the bite of that snake snake bird takshak he left his body even before that <laughs> he had heard shrimad bhagavatam <coughs> but uh, so regardless uh, there are so many glories or qualities of parikshit maharaj that can be discussed so but these two qualities uh, that are mentioned in this verse we discuss and we'll stop here see anybody has any questions or comments did i stop on time or i'm late early or what i okay <laughs> every every place has different schedule so hari krishna thank, thank you so much for the wonderful class So I was wondering um speaking about Agni Dev and Lord Indra and the the pigeon and the eagle I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about Lord uh or Agni Dev's relationship to Krishna is that Krishna um uh, I don't know who Agni Dev is except for I think the Lord of Fire um um but I was wondering is Agni Dev Krishna and um if uh indra the king of the demigods is trying to kill agni dev what's going on with that <laughs> yeah okay thank you prabhu no agni dev is not krishna they are demigods demigods means different living entities in charge of different departments of the universe so agni dev is in charge of fire and uh, fire obviously is very important <laughs> for us fire element is there fire is used for cooking 
Fire is used for yagyas. So, Agnidev serves Krishna in that way. Agnidev is a person, fire is the body. So, he, we see him as a fire, but he is a fire god. And similarly, Indra. Indra is king of all the demigods. He is not Krishna. He is the leader of all the demigods. So he, want, he makes sure all the demigods are doing their duties properly. Just like in our temple, we have temple president. So he wants to make sure all the head, department heads, they are doing their services properly. So um, this was just to test Maharaj Shibi or to, in fact, to glorify him because, because of the test that they performed this pastime. Indra became eagle and fire god became the pigeon. And eagle wanted to eat the pigeon. So they don't have any fight between them, otherwise this is just a play to test Maharajshibi. Thank you very much. The uh, current crisis, we have a, a lot of de- divisiveness amongst devotees about how to react to this, to the corona thing. Like we have, a, seems like s- some devotees, they, they feel like uh, it's take that we should just be uh, accepting of of the mainstream society and that we should feel that we have to be uh, take the vaccination, wear the mask, do all the restrictions that that there's no there's not any kind of a conspiracy amongst demons it's it's just uh, everybody's uh, you know the government and the society is 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 generally trying to react to this uh, to a disease and, and trying to stop it, and that we have to all cooperate and stop the spread, flatten the curve like that. And then there's a lot of devotees that feel like actually this is the work of the demons, that they're trying to poison us with the vaccine, and that the masks are actually make us more sick, and it's just part of um, like. A Demoniac effort that should be fought. We should we should be like Maharaj Pariket and try to fight fight the demons. So, how is it that um, devotees who are we're all in one sense on the same page because you know we're all trying to follow Shri Prabhupada and Krishna and these and yet we all. We, all, we have these so many common denominators, but how is it how, how, so easily that devotees have become a split and divided and fighting amongst themselves o- over over this issue? <laughs> um, 
it would be funny if I say we should put on the mask and I'm not wearing the mask right now. I forgot it in my room. <laughs> but we should be actually. But whether it is a conspiracy by the government or governments or whether it is um, made by demons in the lab, this virus, or whether it is an instrument sent by Krishna, I don't know. I'm not that evolved, that <laughs> advanced. So all we can do is protect ourselves. Protect ourselves and follow. I mean, vaccination, if it has to be taken, it has to be taken. We we did lose so many devotees. Bhakti Charu Maharaj, Pangajangri Prabhu. Because of this corona and many other devotees in India and all over. So we cannot say just because we are chanting we are devotees, it will not hurt us, it will not affect us. We cannot say that. They were also chanting. So all we have to do is protect ourselves. And our fight is not against coronavirus. The fight is against the ignorance. So if we are healthy, if we are alive, we can preach. We can do book distribution. And we can make people aware of the ignorance. First ignorance is, I am this body. That is the first basic ignorance. So that can only go away by preaching, by distributing proper books. So if we are healthy, if we are protected, then we can do that. Otherwise, I don't think we have the army of Kshatriyas that can fight against the governments. And this is not our way anyway. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not do that. Prabhupada did not do that. So we cannot do that either. So our our Shastra is the Shastra, that's all. Harinam is our protection also and Harinam is our Shastra also, the weapon. That's all we can do and we give. Prashadam, we can distribute Prashadam. Devotees are distributing all over the world. We distribute Prashadam. Whether it's a conspiracy, whether it is something else, but it is there. Whatever it is, it is there. So all we have to do is do the needful. That's all. That I think. <laughs> what's what's the point if we get sick and then we cannot do our services, our chanting or anything? Then what's the point? The virus is there. It is there. And the new variant is also there. We just have to admit it and keep going. Is it okay? Yes, Mataji. <coughs> but at the same time, because of this virus situation, Many devotees are happy. They are, they are working from home. They can spend more time with their families, spend more time in their devotional services, chanting, reading, listening to lectures. Now the, everybody is giving lectures on Zoom. We can connect anywhere. So devotees, sometimes devotees are more happier. This is good. I am getting more time for myself. 
instead of driving through the rush hour traffic and meetings, this and that. All the meetings we can do on Zoom now, work-wise. And rest of the time we can do so many other things. So, so that way everybody is also happy. <laughs> so we don't have to drive through traffic. So devotees find new ways of doing the devotion service, of appreciating Krishna. Okay, you give us this, fine. Thank you. Yes, Mother. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Thank you for a wonderful class. Thank you. Um, this is a very nice topic. And I was just wondering, how is it that, uh, <clears throat> how can we cultivate these qualities that you're mentioning about Maharaj Parikshit? How can we do, in a minute scale, how can we cultivate these qualities? See, <coughs> these are the qualities, original qualities of the soul. Just like Krishna when he speaks of different qualities in Bhagavad Gita, 13th chapter, those are not the qualities that are imposed on the soul. Those are the original qualities of the soul. And somehow they are covered over because our consciousness gets covered over when we fall in the material world. So, by by taking shelter of Guru, by performing devotion service, we are removing those coverings of on the pure consciousness. So, the true qualities will shine forth. That's why Mahaprabhu says in Shikshashkam, first verse, Cheto Darpana Marjanam. And how it happens? Param Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtana. So Cheto Darpan means cleansing the mirror of the heart. That's what literally it means. But cleansing the mirror of the heart of what? Of the ignorance, of the covering, of the dust of material consciousness. So when those, um, that dust is gone or the impurities are gone, then the true qualities will shine forth. We don't have to develop new qualities. These are the original qualities of the soul. And how it will shine forth? Shri Krishna Sankirtana. Chanting, chanting, chanting. Vedhi Sadhna Bhakti. It contains chanting, reading, services, association. Prabhupada has given the whole package. <laughs> if we just follow that properly... The qualities are already there. They'll just come forth. Manushya nam sahasreshu kashyadyatisitta. Right? Krishna says that. But then he says, this is, uh, this was in seventh chapter of Gita. But then he says, those who, um, um, those who worship me with love and devotion, I give the intelligence by which they come to me. On our own, it's very difficult. It's almost impossible. But is it impossible for Krishna? Is it impossible for Prabhupada? So devotees, we, we do our services, but we rely more on the mercy of Prabhupada and Krishna. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, obviously. So on our own, yes, it's, it's almost impossible. <laughs> but they can do. 
Prabhupada explained, no? and just like, like a guru, he if he is like a cat. He just picks up his kitten and he can go anywhere, wherever. Cat can do, kitten cannot do. All kitten has to do just sit there and don't run away. That's all. <laughs> That's all we are doing or trying to do. Don't run away. Just sit there. He will. He'll take care. And do our service, just do ours. Like once one devotee asked Prabhupada, I forgot the name of that Mataji. She said, Prabhupada, so you're saying only by chanting 16 rounds we can go back home, back to Godhead? Prabhupada said, do you have any doubts in my words? Then she said, no, no more doubts. <laughs> If Prabhupada says that, then where is the question of doubt? That's all. Chant, serve, associate, read Prabhupada's books. That's all. I know it sounds very difficult. <laughs> sounds easy, but it is very difficult. I'm not saying it is easy. Even to do that, it's very difficult. But all we have to do, just keep on trying. Prabhupada, if he sees our sincerity, he will give us mercy. That's all. And devotees have done that, performed wonderful services, and they have achieved wonderful goals. Like they've been in instance when one devotee was leaving his body. And he opened his eyes, oh, Prabhupada, you have come. This is an incident, right? I have read about it. So what's so impossible for Prabhupada to do? So with that faith, we just keep going, that's all. <laughs> is that okay? You had some question or comment? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dhanvat Pranam. Thank you for the wonderful morning class. Thank you. Uh, I have two questions, Prabhuji. Uh, first, I wanted to understand the significance of seven days. Why um, seven days when Parikshit Maharaj got to know that he has only seven days? And we also hear uh, Bhagavatam Sapta happening. So, one, I wanted to understand this, why seven days. And second, um, you talked about the testing process by Krishna towards devotees. And I wanted to put that in today's context of today's world, wherein we are, uh, in a way, materialists, family man, and we go through a lot of trying times, wherein sometimes mom is sick, sometimes kid is sick, and some, some challenges, uh, you know, in the material world. And we are also trying to practice. Um, so... You give the example of uh, um, um, Prahlad Maharaj, wherein he was just uh, chanting the name of Krishna, and Krishna protected him at the very last moment. But in today's time, from our perspective, if you can give us some practical suggestions, because in a way all of us are dealing with some testing, and we are living a material life, so if you can a little bit enlighten us how we should conduct ourselves in those trying times. Uh, seven days, because Shringi 
Rishi Shringi had cursed that after seven days, Takshak will bite this king and he will die. So that's how seven days came into picture. So nowadays, yes, there are many professional and devotional reciters also of Bhagavatam. They do Bhagavat Saptaha. But we cannot imitate Maharaj Parikshit and Shukdev Goswami because seven days, none of, neither the speaker or the audience, they got up, they ate anything, they drank anything, they slept, they didn't do anything. It was seven days, 24-7. <laughs> it was literally 24-7. So we cannot imitate them anyway. So, what speakers they try to do, they say, oh, Bhagavatam went on for seven days, we'll speak for seven days. But their Bhagavatam goes on only for an hour or so, every day. Common people, they don't know that what was the original. So, But anyway, they hear something, so some benefit will be there. And they come with some faith towards Bhagavatam. So some benefit will be there, but not the same benefit that, that Maharaj Parikshit got. Um, also, Prabhupada has again and again in Purport of Bhagavatam, he said, do not go to listen to Bhagavatam from professional reciters. It will not help. So devotees also try to do seven-day Bhagavatam Katha. Uh, but this is more to bring people, involve people into listening to Bhagavatam. And there is and like um, uh, Radha Govind Maharaj, he is very famous in doing Bhagavatam Katha. But what he does is he picks up a topic, takes a topic or takes a character and he speaks on that only for seven days. He doesn't go from one to twelve in seven days. So that way his point is for seven days people come and listen to that only so the the whole Katha gets into their brains. And of course, he not only Katha, he gives lots of philosophy as well. So, so that way, yes, devotees are also trying to make use of this um, uh, sentiment of listening to Bhagavatam for seven days. So anyway, devotees can preach, they try. So second was about the challenges that we face in day-to-day -day life. So first thing that is the most important is our chanting of 16 rounds. If that is there, strongly done, then we get the uh, right perspective, to know the right perspective, right uh, way to deal with problems. And also to deal with the issues, we have to understand that I am in this situation because... Krishna has somehow put me in this situation, whether it's at the job or in the family-wise. So this responsibility is given to me by Krishna. So I'm just going to try to do my best to serve. If the kid is sick, parents are sick, wife or husband are sick, or any issues at job, because of corona time, many people got laid off as well. Um, I remember... I was, I was, I used to live in Dallas a long time back. I started my journey in ISKCON in Dallas only. And in fact, it was Nityanand Prabhu who was first preached to me. <laughs> that was in 1996, 
long time back. So I also got laid off from my job. And I was, I was searching and it was difficult. So I was sitting in the prashadam hall, having prashadam. And Nitanan Prabhu also, again he came. <laughs> and he was sitting with me and we were having prashadam. And he said, you look very down, what happened? I said, I lost my job and, and green card wasn't processed yet and all those things. I don't know what's going to happen. So Nitanan Prabhu being himself, he said, Nobody is beating you up in 22 marketplaces. Nobody is throwing you from the cliff. What are you so worried about? You just lost one job. You'll get another job. Tell to Kalachanji. <laughs> Why are you so worried? <laughs> it's just a job. <laughs> You're qualified. You will get one. So this is, this is from devotee's perspective. <laughs> so what's so difficult for him? That's what I say. And his Jagannath, his Lord of the Universe, is sitting here. <laughs> He's really, literally, the Lord of the Universe. Not just of Dallas, not just of Gurley Avenue. Lord of the whole universe. He's sitting here. He can do amazing things. So yes, I got the job. And in fact, I was out of job for about 40 days. And in those 40 days... Normally when you're working, it's tough to come to a temple for every festival. We had Balram Jayanti, then Janmashmi, Radha Ashtami, Prabhupada Vyas Puja. Everything happened in those 40 days. And I could come and do lots of services and spend time here. And after that, I got the job. So I was happy. I could spend time, I could serve. And then I got the job also. So testing will be there. But all we have to go with this consciousness. This is, Krishna has given me this responsibility. Or Krishna has put me in the test. He is going to take me out also. Why, why should I worry? It's his job. It's his problem. <laughs> Not my headache. My only headache is how I should chant my rounds properly. How I should do my services properly. That's all. If Maharaj Shibi can give protection to the pigeon who sat on his lap, won't Prabhupada or Krishna give us protection when we are trying to surrender? Of course, I'm not saying we are fully surrendered. When we are trying to surrender, won't they give us protection? They will. Especially when he says in Gita, na, kontya pratijani name bhakta pranashati. <laughs> He can test you, so why can we test him? <laughs> we can test him also. Hey, you told this. Protect me. <laughs> and he does. He always does. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Any other question, comment? Or everybody's hungry? <laughs> Okay, so I guess we can stop here. Thank you all very much. All goes to Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, Nitai Gora Primam.